Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan, here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, who do we have this week? Well, we have uh, my good friend, Jay Billis, the great basketball analyst for ESPN. He is a tremendous thought leader in his uh, industry. If you haven't listened to this episode, you've got to. And by the way, it is March Madness. So if there's a time to listen to a podcast, this is the time. It absolutely is. Jay is so dynamic. The interview, like you said, is incredible. And I'm excited to get your take on some of the questions that you asked him in the episode. So with that, let's get rolling. Let's go. Question number one. As a broadcaster, Jay is constantly facing criticism. And he has an excellent way of navigating all of the criticism that he receives. So when he gets criticism, to deal with it and figure out whether or not he should respond, he asks himself three questions. First thing he asks himself is, is it right? The second thing is, is it reasonable? And the third question is, is it unreasonable? I really love this framework that he has, but David, I'm curious about what you think. How should a leader show up when they know they're going to get criticized? The first thing I'd say is do everything you can to not get criticized. Be really, really good at your job, okay? I think that's the most important thing. And and I like how Jay said, I never argue with praise. And believe me, because he's so good at uh, what he does, he gets a lot of it. He says, I I never argue with praise. and, And if I don't argue with praise, why should I argue with criticism? And I just think that's a really healthy perspective. He has the right approach to handle the negative things that may come your way. You know, the first thing you have to do, and he says it, is you got to say, is there any merit to what these people have to say about what they're saying about me? And is it right? And is it reasonable or is it unreasonable? And then put together your action plan basis your assessment of those three things. I think Jay does a great job of really getting out there, stating his opinions, and then having a thick skin to hear the criticism that may come his way because he has this perspective. You know, when you think about Jay's job as a broadcaster, he's calling these basketball games and usually half the fans in the room are watching, like what he says. And so he has to have this mechanism of kind of assessing criticism and deciding what he wants to do with it. The other thing that I think that Jay does to really mitigate the negative comments that could come his way is he's very fact-based. He does his homework. He's very analytical. And he tries to bring a, a, a very objective point of view to what he's what he's bringing so he doesn't take one side versus another. And I think that's another reason why he's such a great, great broadcaster. And to bring this into the business world, this really isn't criticism. What we're really talking about is feedback. And, and I think as a leader, what you want to do is you want to get feedback from the people that you work with and your customers, and you want to take that feedback and grow yourself and grow the business. So you want to have a thick enough skin and make yourself open enough and vulnerable enough so that people will feel free to give you their honest opinion so that you can get the real truth to what's going on in your business and and how you can even be a better leader. That's why I always think that when someone would share something with me that would help me do a better job as a leader because maybe I had a blind spot, Uh, which I'm sure I had more than one, you know, I always thank people for that. And I always not only thanked them, you know, on a one-on-one basis, I thank them publicly because I wanted people to know that they could speak up and, and let me know what they were thinking. 
That is such a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but you're right. And the more that you thank people for feedback, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. So I love that insight from you, David. All right. Question number two. Jay started his career as an attorney before he decided to get into sports broadcasting. In the episode, David, you asked him about that decision he made. And I'm curious what your advice would be to someone who's looking to make a significant shift in their career. Well, I think the first thing you have to do is really think about what you love and what really gives you joy. You know, in my book, Take Charge of You, I talk about the importance of, first of all, starting out with what are your joy blockers. You know, write down everything that takes away your joy. And then I said, okay, shift gears down and write down everything that gives you joy. If you're in a job that is filled with joy blockers, that's keeping you from really having the kind of joy you should get from your career, then you need to shift gears. You need to change jobs or change the actual thing that you're doing. You know, in Jay's case, it's really interesting. He continues to be an excellent lawyer, but he really enhanced and brought more joy to his life when he got into broadcasting basketball because he loves basketball. You know, it allows him to stay around the sport and, you know, get involved in something that he's so passionate about. So the the advice that I would give to people is you really have to understand yourself. If you're in a job where you've got all these joy blockers and you're just not having fun and you're not getting a lot of satisfaction of from the time that you spend at work, that's a big problem. So you need to shift gears and get into something that will give you a lot more joy. To make that decision, you got to understand what gives you joy. Write down those joy builders and then think about it. When you make a career change, whether you try to get a different job in the vocation that you've picked or whether you want to go a totally different path, make sure that you're pursuing your joy and the things that will make you a lot happier. Because let me tell you something, life is way too short and it, you spend way too much time at work to not enjoy it. You know, we talk a lot about self-awareness on these three more questions episodes, but it just is so important. If you think about it, you're spending, you know, 40 to maybe even 70 or 80 hours of your life at your job. And if you're miserable for 40 to 80 hours of your week, you're going to be pretty miserable outside of work too. So when I talk to some people, they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like nobody loves their job. It's just work. Everybody hates work. And the question I say to them is, well, what if you could actually really love it? How much better would your life be at work and outside of work if you actually did something you really loved? It actually affects much more than just your work life when you do something that's aligned with your joy builders. You know, whenever I made any of my career shifts, it was always in a situation where I thought I could grow more and learn more. When my learning stalled out and I felt like my growth was beginning to stall, that's when I knew it was time for me to, to make a move. And by really understanding that and having this innate desire to get better and to grow and to take on more and more responsibility, you know, it, it helped me make the moves at the right time. Question number three. Jay says his decision to play for Coach K at Duke was the second most important decision he ever made. David, is there a coach or a leader from your past that you feel like really changed the trajectory of your life? Well, I think I have three people. 
And that's perfect since this is three questions. It might last a little <laughs> bit longer for me to give the answer. But number one, I'd have to say is my wife, Wendy, changed the trajectory of my life. I've, we've been married for 48 years. There's never been a career move or a big decision that I've made where I didn't talk to Wendy and get her input. And she has really helped me think through some, some big issues. And she continues to be my number one partner. Another person who really helped me on early in my career, when I was like 28, 29 years old, I was working with a bunch of 40-year-old people who had uh, MBAs. I didn't have an MBA, and I was a lot younger than them. And, and uh, you know, I went to an image consultant because I was running the free-to-lay account at such a young age. And, and uh, this was the same guy who worked with... Uh, Johnny Carson, Merv Griffith, and a bunch of celebrities. And he really taught me the importance of thinking about who I was and what I wanted to project. I was very passionate and, and enthusiastic and all that. But he said I needed to temper my enthusiasm and, and reflect a, a little bit more maturity and, and so that people would see me as a senior leader. And But he taught me all kinds of stuff like that. And one of the things that he told me that I, I just absolutely loved, he said, when you deal with people, don't look up, don't look down, always look straight ahead. I just love that because, you know, nobody's any better than you and you're no better than anybody else. Treat everybody the same treat them equally, and give everybody the respect that they deserve. So I learned a lot from Jack Byram, and it was a very important time in my career where I really needed to learn it. And then the third person that I think was just pivotal in my my life was Andy Pearson, the person I co-founded Young Brands with. Uh, you know, Andy Andy was my my very best friend when he passed away at 80 years old. But you know, when I was coming up and and became the the CEO of Yum Brands, you know, after our second year since we were spun off from from PepsiCo, he told me he said, "David, you're going to be the best CEO." You and Jamie Dimon, he said, because Jamie Dimon was on our board as well. You know, he's a CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. He says, you two are going to be the best CEOs in business, and you're going to be unbelievable at what you do. Heck, I didn't even know what a CEO really did then, but man, his belief in me gave me so much confidence. And he taught me the importance of staying young by learning, because this guy was an avid, avid learner. And not only an avid learner, an action learner. He put whatever he learned to action and, and, and really made it work. So, you know, I loved Andy Pearson. So I, I'd have to say uh, Wendy, Jack, and Andy. Those are the big three for me. I love it. And to your point earlier about thanking people, I think it's important too to let these people know that they've had such a tremendous impact on your life. I'm sure you tell Wendy that often, but if there's someone in your life, I mean, I'm just reflecting in the people in my life who have kind of been pivotal at these really important decision points in my life. And I'm going to call when we get finished with this and just say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you have had a massive impact on who I am and where I am today. And I just want to say thank you for that. I wrote very personal letters to Jack Byram and to Andy. And, uh, you know, the, one of the toughest things I ever had to do in my life was uh, do the eulogy for Andy Pearson. You know, I worked so hard on that. And, you know, I called him Amazing Andy because I said, you know what I told everybody? I said, I better be doing a good job because I know he's looking down on me right now. <laughs> he had high standards. Everybody laughed because he did. But, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the people that really are helping you learn and get better and, and grow, you know, take the time out to say thank you. 
What a fantastic way to wrap up today's Three More Questions episode. And I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And we want to thank you for carving out time in your week to listen to us and build the confidence you need to lead well. That's right, Kula. And thank you for always uh, coming up with such great questions. I always enjoy this episode. Look forward to it every week. And I want you to tune in Thursday for my conversation with Don Hudson, the former president and CEO of Pepsi-Cola North America and the former CMO of the NFL. She's a great leader with great instincts on people and consumers, and you're going to love this conversation. Mm -hmm.